Hey, good morning, everyone. It is so good to be with you this morning, all the way from Portland, Oregon. Our family moved across the country from Minnesota to Portland about six weeks ago, out of obedience to what we felt like the Lord was saying to us. Um, we're investing in a young pioneering community out here and living on mission as a family in a very new and different environment. But it's an interesting time to be settling into a new city as a missionary family under stay-at-home orders. But in our transition out to Portland, we're living with another family of four. And there's a young adult that lives in our house as well that's a part of the community. And so there's currently nine people living in our house and among us, we're running two businesses, two nonprofits, and a church from home while homeschooling a preschooler, a kindergartner, and two middle schoolers. And so it is a busy household. So you'll notice my creative space. Um, calling in this morning from our camper that's parked in the street outside. Well, because it's, you know, quiet. So it's an interesting time. And I feel like we all have our own story of how this is just a very interesting time. I mean, no one saw a global pandemic coming, right? And certainly with all of you being so close to the hotbed of COVID in New York City, I am certain there are interesting stories among you. Now, though I don't believe that God brought the virus, I absolutely see him working in the midst of this. And I don't believe that God willed the virus to take over, certainly, but I do see his presence in the middle of it all. And I don't think any of us are going to look back on this time and say, wow, that was a blast. I really wanted that to happen. However, I do think we're going to look back on this season and see what it revealed in all of us. Um, it's revealing things and it's exposing different things in us, different um, things for each of us, uh, most definitely. But you know what's interesting is I, as I'm reflecting, as, as we're in the middle of this season altogether, uh, I've been reflecting how there's certain things that really only can be developed under pressure. There's certain things in our character that are only, they only come out, they're only revealed when we're squeezed. And so this really is an incredible opportunity for growth and an incredible opportunity for discipleship, for development in our walk with Jesus, if we allow it. Um, perhaps in our lifetime, most certainly in, in recent history, there hasn't been a better opportunity for us to identify quite so much with the early church as we're reading in scripture about, you know, seasons of persecution and hardship and struggle. I feel like we're certainly not under persecution like they were, but there's something about this season that's helping us to be able to identify with them in a, in a different way, as well as with Jesus, right? And so this morning, we're going to be talking about perseverance again, um, and how to keep going, how to flourish, not just survive um, under pressure, but how do we, how do we keep going? And, and how do we thrive, even in the midst of pressure? So we're going to be diving back into Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to be looking at verses one through three together. Um, we're going to read it together. But before we do, I want to set it up a little bit. So the book of Hebrews is a letter. Um, there's still some dispute about who wrote it, who the author is. But the reason this letter was written is because uh, for these early Christians, it was starting to get hard. 
and they were beginning to wonder if they made this big mistake as Jews deciding to become Christians or Jews deciding to, to follow Jesus. Should they throw it all away and just go back to the way things were? And so throughout the letter, uh, the writer makes the case for how Christianity is better than Judaism and how in every way Jesus is better. But in that, um, what we see is the, the writer reminding us of Jesus's humanity, that he was fully God and fully human, and that even Jesus, the one that we follow, the one that we've given our life uh, to, even Jesus experienced a lot of hardship. And so in that, the one that we follow, he sees us and he knows us and he fully understands life's struggle. So we're going to be picking up in um, Hebrews 12, but just before that in Hebrews 11, there's almost like this roll call of all of these amazing men and women who faithfully followed God in the midst of hardship uh, and in the midst of persecution. And the reason why they're in this hall of faith, so to speak, the reason why we look up to them as heroes in our faith is because they kept going, because they persevered, right? When things got hard, they stayed faithful. And as we look at these stories of these believers that went before us, that's why their life stories are so powerful for us, because it hits close to home, yeah? So we're going to be looking at... Um, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 3. And I want to read it together and for us to be able to, to see this all together. So this is Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 3, and I'm reading in the Passion Translation. It says, As for us, we have all of these great witnesses that we just talked about, this, these, these believers that went before us. We have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that we so easily fall into. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon race. Life's marathon race. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. With passion and determination for the path has already been marked out for us. We look away from the natural realm. We look away from the things that are happening around us right now in the natural. And we fasten our gaze to Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example, Jesus's example for us is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony, he endured the struggle of the cross and conquered its humiliation, and now sits at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition, how Jesus himself faced hardship from sinners who oppose their own souls, so that you won't become worn down, so that you won't cave under life's pressures. This is God's word to us today, right? So to paraphrase, as we're looking and we're digging into Hebrews, to paraphrase, uh, the writer is saying, look at all these amazing believers that came before us. Now you, get, get rid of everything that binds you. Get rid of the stuff that chains you up. And then you're going to be able to run 
not a sprint, but a marathon of life. You're going to be able to persevere through the marathon of stay-at-home orders during COVID. Don't look at what's happening around you in the natural, but lock your eyes in on Jesus. He's our leader. We follow him and he knows our struggle. I love that Jesus can identify with every single one of life's pressures that we're feeling right now and then some. I love that Jesus, who invites us as we follow him, Jesus invites us to to lay down everything, to give up everything to follow him. But I love that we can't look at him and be like, yeah, but you don't understand how hard this is, right? I love that he can fully identify with our struggle. So this season that we find ourselves in right now, and other seasons as as we reflect on other seasons of life as well, but right now in the here and now, this season for us is what I like to call applied pressure. There's something about this season that's creating, uh, that's applying pressure for us. And under pressure, certain things come out of us. I don't know if you feel this, but I feel like there's this palpable sense of rawness and vulnerability in all of us right now. Whether it's fear and anxiety of the realities of the virus for us, for our family members, for the vulnerable ones among us. Whether it's fear and anxiety around the financial implications for our families or the unknown about the future whether it's the the loss of things that have gotten pruned back or stripped away, there's something about this season that's applying pressure on us and it's creating this sense of rawness. But as I reflect on Jesus, as I reflect on his life, his leadership, the way that he made disciples, even in this period of time that, that Jesus and the disciples were in with persecution um, with, with their life circumstances, with hardship, the disciples always had some measure of applied pressure where it squeezed different things out of them, right? What comes out of us when we're squeezed? What comes out of us when we have this pressure coming down on us? There, there always seemed to be something about life and something about the way Jesus led the disciples that was some measure of applied pressure that gave God an opportunity to shape things deep within their character. As things were being revealed in them, it gave God an opportunity to shape their character and help them become more like Jesus, yeah? And I don't know about you, but that's happening in a very real way for me right now. Um, Boy, what this season is is revealing in me, um, as as I've been spending time with the Father, is my idol of productivity and progress and how for me and the way that I'm wired, working hard, seeing results seems to be tied to my identity in some way. And so when those things get stripped back, it reveals things. Um, As I've been spending time with the Lord over these last weeks, I've sensed that he's calling me to increase my times in prayer. And uh, I've sensed that this, this season that I'm calling forced retreat. It's not, I mean, we don't want to retreat, but it's a season of forced retreat that it's a time for abiding rather than a time for producing. It's a time for, for um, leaning into the season of retreat and abiding rather than making more and producing and, and pressing into kingdom. And so as I've sat with him 
even in that time of like sitting with the Lord, I've wanted God to say something profound so that my time with him feels productive. You know, like even, even as I'm spending time with Jesus, I've wanted him to, to, you know, be working stuff out and and say something that's magnificent so that again, that time that I'm sitting with him feels productive. Remember what I said about this being an interesting time for us as a family to have relocated as a missionary family to a new city. Yeah. I mean, out of obedience to, to what we felt like the Lord was saying, we show up in this new city. And so I'm assuming that we got our new assignment. So it's go time, you know, like let's live on mission. Let's go find people of peace. And the Lord's like, Nope, rest, abide. <laughs> and inside, I feel like, um, I get this picture of, you know, a toddler with their mom or dad. Um, I don't know if you've tried to hold a to- a toddler that's trying to squeeze out of your arms, but I feel like that with the father right now where, um, he's like, just come sit with me and be with me. And inside I'm flailing and I'm like arching my back and kicking my feet to get down saying, no, Lord, let's go do something together. And so for me personally, the, the stripping away, the pruning back, um, the invitation to abide and to rest is applied pressure. I want to be doing stuff. And the Lord is like, slow down and rest. And so I see what's coming out of me when I'm squeezed is how much being busy with important things makes me feel valuable. I see how much doing things with God can easily get twisted into like me earning my keep. And so the Lord is really just stripping those things away. And as in this season of applied pressure, as, as things are getting squeezed and stuff is coming out of me, my character is getting shaped and I get to fix my eyes on Jesus as I keep asking the Lord what he's saying and, and responding in obedience. So that's me. How about you? What is this season revealing for you? What's coming out of you as you're being squeezed? In this season of applied pressure, what do you notice is coming out of you? I'd love for you to just take a minute right now, write down at least one thing. What do you see coming out of you? Um, Are you noticing that there's fear and anxiety? If so, over what? Write it down. What What do you see coming out of you in this season of being squeezed? Um, what about your love for control? What, what have you felt like you've lost control over and what has helped you see that, right? So what is it for you? I'd love for you to just take a moment, write it down, write down at least one thing. I mean, some of you, some of you can make a list. You've been thinking about it already. So write those things down, but I'll give you a, a quick moment. Write that down. And then I'm going to offer a tool to help you think about it more deeply. So write it down. What do you notice coming out of you in the season of being squeezed? Looking back at Hebrews uh, 12, verse 2, uh, remembering the, the scripture that we read this morning, we see it references uh, Jesus, the, the example that Jesus set for us, the, the way that Jesus went ahead of us. Um, The way that we get to follow him, it says, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross. He went through the pain and the struggle 
and the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits at the sits exalted at the right hand of of the throne of god and so every follower of jesus every single follower of jesus is invited to lay down their life and follow him each one of us the invitation to follow jesus is the invitation to give everything up because what he has for us is better and so we're all invited to follow jesus with every single part of our life um, including following him to the cross and so part of the journey of every single disciple is from the moment we say yes to following Jesus until the moment we take our last, last breath, we are being discipled. We are becoming more like Christ. Yeah. And so the process of becoming more like Jesus every single day is this process of every single part of our life, every thought, um, every piece of our life, taking the journey of crucifixion with Jesus. And so I want to offer a tool on what this looks like for us as disciples of Jesus. What does it mean for every single part of our life to take that journey uh, through the cross? And so I want to look at this tool with you, and I'll share kind of my example, um, again, as an example of this. So this is just uh, an image uh, of the cross of Jesus and what it looks like to take every single part of our life through the journey of the cross. So there seems to be three different pieces of this. Again, every single part of our life at one point is going to go through this, not just once, um, but again and again and again. And what I notice is before, before something in our life goes through the journey, when it's sitting on the, before the cross, what we're, as we're coming to God, we're like, all right, Lord, I want to, I'm saying yes to you. I want to follow you, but Lord, would you do it my way? Would you bless my agenda? Right. As we're moving to Portland, as the Mueller's have shown up uh, in Portland and we're ready to go live on mission and now shows up COVID-19 and we're under stay at home orders. Do you know what my first thought was? Kingdom mission, because that's how I'm wired. And so I'm like, yes, this is an opportunity, like revival. <laughs> and so this is an opportunity to go find some people at peace and serve. And yes, that is true for sure. And then the Lord says, but wait, I actually want you to abide in me. And so before the cross, I'm like, but I want to live on mission my way. I've, you know, we've been obedient to saying yes to you, but this is the way that I'm thinking it should be. So Lord, just bless my agenda. Do it my way. Um, I want to follow you, but God, would you bless my agenda? Sound familiar? So you're going to have your own thing, but I'll just give you my example. Then at some point, there's a level of submission where I'm like, all right, I give. <laughs> I, I, I really desperately, uh, I want you, Jesus. I want to live your way. As a disciple, I'm submitting my will to your will. And that's the moment where we are hanging on the cross. And that particular thing is going through the journey of death. We're letting it die in us. We're letting our own agenda die so that there can be resurrection. There's always resurrection on the other side, but the only way to get to resurrection power is through letting that thing die. Yeah. And so here I am for as using, just using my example, here I am in this moment of rest and abiding. And so Lord, as much as I feel uh, a sense of purpose, um, 
you know, doing things and building things with you, I'm going to submit to your lordship and I'm going to embrace a season of rest and abiding. And to be honest, the, the, the length of me hanging on the cross and, and the struggle and the pain and the agony and the flailing and the wrestle through my identity stuff and all those things, the, the, the time that it takes uh, to get through this process is the time it takes for me to actually fully submit and let that thing die. As long as I want to hang on and clench on and try to control that thing while I'm still hanging on the cross. And so as soon as I submit and I allow the Father uh, to, to do complete that work in me, and I fully submit, all right, Jesus, your way is better. Your way is better. I'm going to let that thing die. On the other side is always resurrection always resurrection power. That's where breakthrough comes. Once, um, once death happens, you know, that curtain is torn. We experience God's presence uh, in that breakthrough. There's always resurrection power. And so actually what's coming, what I see coming for my season of, of rest and abiding is that there's going to be a time uh, where it's time to engage back in kingdom <laughs> when social distancing is is done, there's going to be a time where um, it's go time and we get to go looking for new people of peace and have them over um, in our lives often. And I'm going to be rested up and I'm going to be more in tune with the Father's voice and more able to engage um, with supernatural power rather than in my own strength. Yeah. Now, you've written down something that feels significant of what's coming out of you when you're squeezed right now. As you're spending time with the Lord this week, I would love for you to think about what this process is. What's the next step? If, if you're still asking the Lord to bless your agenda, if you're still struggling with giving up control in some area, then what would it look like for you to submit that thing to the will of the Father because his way is better? So I'd love for you to think about what, what's the journey through the cross? What's the next step? How do you bring that thing to Jesus and actually let it go through this process? So that's one of the tools that, that I found really helpful as I'm processing what's coming out of me when I'm squeezed. So what might that journey look like for you, for whatever thing that you wrote down? And the, the beautiful uh, good news for us today is that Jesus went first. He knows your struggle. He can identify with us in the things that feel really hard right now. And he's inviting us to lay it down because he has something so much better. So what's God saying to you this morning? What's God saying to you right now? Pay attention to where God's getting your attention uh, and write those things down. As you're spending time with Jesus later in the week, and you can come back to it. Um, but here's what I know. These days that we're living in right now, they are hard. And I think that we can all just acknowledge that and name it. This global pandemic is affecting us, every single one of us. And the Father in heaven sees and he knows, and he's calling us to persevere, not just to get through it, but to persevere, full of faith and full of hope. And this applied pressure is growing us if we let it, this applied pressure is growing us. And what happens is perseverance, if we're able to truly persevere, 
perseverance develops character. It develops and grows our grit, right? But it also stretches and grows our capacity in ways that easy circumstances and easy times can't produce. And so in this moment, we have a choice. One of our choices is to numb out. The other choice is to actively persevere. So numbing out, what it means for us to numb out is we enlist the help of our, all of our coping mechanisms of choice, right? You know what I'm talking about. So you could numb out and, you know, help invite all of your coping mechanisms to help you just numb through this season. Or you could persevere. And perseverance is the call to keep going, uh, to get after it, to keep pressing in intentionally, Perseverance assumes that it's going to be hard. It assumes that some days we'll all feel like a failure. But even on those days, the next day we're going to get up and we're going to keep going. The other thing that that perseverance does, uh, if we're going to persevere intentionally, um, then perseverance puts healthy rhythms in place so that six months from now, you'll look back and you'll see that you have grown in certain areas, that you're stronger, that you're more resilient. Perhaps you've developed some new healthy patterns under this forced retreat that are helpful for you, that you don't have to go back to unhealthy patterns, that you've actually developed more healthy ones in this season. So uh, what I found is that predictable patterns are the way forward for us. It's the way for us to persevere in this season. Uh, What's a predictable pattern? It's a simple rhythm on repeat, a simple rhythm on repeat. Predictable patterns, they help ground us when it feels like there's all of this shaking. When it feels like the, the earth under us is shaking, predictable patterns help ground us in these moments. So what do I mean by that? I'm going to share some predictable patterns that have been helpful for me and my family, um, especially in this season. But you may find uh, different ones. Um, you, some of these may be helpful for you to imitate or you're doing them already. Um, but you may find that there's different ones that feel more helpful to you. And that's great too. Um, a few predictable patterns that have been helpful for me. Um, As I mentioned, I feel like the Lord's asking me to increase my prayer rhythms in this moment. And so what that looks like practically is uh, for me, I've noticed the early morning hours um, are almost like thin space with the Lord before the, the to-do list of my day creeps in before all the, the loud noise um, in my mind, those early morning hours seem to be really powerful for, for me um, spending time with the father. And so what that looks like is I get up in the morning and I make my coffee. Um, and the first thing that I do is I put on worship. There's something about music and worship that helps, um, connect my heart and my mind, uh, with the presence of God. And so I do that first. Then I, um, read scripture. And as I'm reading scripture, I use the Moravian text for the day. The Moravian text is just a Psalm a New Testament and an Old Testament passage for the day. And as I read, I'm looking for what stands out to me. And if there's something, if there's a verse that stands out to me, I slow down and I ask the Lord to to tell me why, you know, like, what does he want to say to me about that? I've also noticed that journaling, journaling right now is helpful. Um, And the reason it's helpful is because I, I write down the verse that stood out to me and whatever, um, thing that I feel like God's trying to get my attention about, that's what I write down. And some days I choose to like journal out my prayers. Some days I don't. So every day isn't exactly the same, but generally early morning hours, I make my coffee, listen to worship, um, read some scripture. 
and draw out the things that I feel like the Lord uh, may be wanting to get my attention about and say to me. So that's my early, early morning prayer rhythm that seems to be really helpful as a predictable pattern. Second one uh, during this season that many of you have probably found helpful too is every single day I take a walk. Sometime in the afternoon, there's something, boy, in, in these, um, these days of stay-at-home orders, there's something about the hours from like 2.30 to 5 that just feel sluggish. And so somewhere in that range, uh, I take a walk every single day, even if it's raining here in Portland. Um, and it helps me to take deep breaths. It helps, um, yeah, it just helps me mentally and emotionally. Some days I uh, prayer walk the, our neighborhood that we're in right now and just ask God what he's doing around us. And some days it's just me getting out. Um, it feels like kind of emotional, mental health um, walk. So taking a walk every day seems to be a really helpful, predictable pattern and rhythm for me personally. The last one that I'll share uh, that's been really helpful for us is a regular dinner rhythm. Um, dinner around the table for our family has been really powerful. Even um, for us living in community with nine people, um, we have said dinner is at six every night. And so having that time uh, that's at the table um, after everybody's been doing their stuff, the kids have been schooling and we're all trying to you know, work and things like that, having a consistent dinner rhythm um, and being together and having that time to connect has been really powerful. So early morning prayer rhythms, a walk every day, and our dinner rhythms seem to be having those regular simple rhythms on repeat seem to be really helping us to persevere uh, with intentionality in, the, in this season. So for you, what predictable patterns do you need to persevere in this season? What regular rhythms do you need to put on repeat that are super simple that anybody could do them? Not just to survive, but to thrive. I'd love for you to pay attention. Where is Jesus getting your attention? There's definitely, this is definitely an interesting time, an interesting season, but God is moving in us. And so let's pay attention to what he's saying and let's lean into these moments with him. And so Father, we invite you to get our attention. God, would you continue in these moments of us being squeezed, God, would you help us to pay attention uh, to the things that you're doing in us? God, help us to persevere with faith and with hope. God, we're grateful for the things that you're doing in us. Lord, may uh, we hear your voice. Maybe, may we be sensitive to your movement in us and among us. In Jesus' name.